This is the M3 Entertainment Bearcast for American Horror Story Hotel. American Horror Story Hotel Enthusiast. My name is Marco Estes. This is the Entry Entertainment Bearcast for American Horror Story Hotel, Episode 4, Devil's Night. And joining me tonight, as always, is Chris Impact Sudden. Pow! Hey! And Malcolm Travers. Hello. As you can tell, (laughs) by the way we are... um, by the way we are responding, this is going to be a short bear cast, um, and we're just going to run right through it because not that much really happened tonight. Um, stuff happened, but it was just like, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> you know, like, you just keep it moving and like, you know, when's next week? And see, what kills me <laughs> is when you get an episode where you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know, then they give you the the um, teaser for next week, and you see all that action. I'm like, oh right. shit, is it next week again? <laughs> you know, so because uh, what's like to I've always been a champion and just jumping up and down in my damn room when the song came on the season. This is the first episode where I just barely lifted a hand and just you know threw up the you nova. Know, yes, yes, yes. Mm. We got Natalie Merchant's um carnival, which is a personal favorite of mine, but it was just, I was looking for some damn Sisters of Mercy or uh, a cult or uh, some Echo and the Bunny Me or something like that, but they gave us um, <laughs> but listen, you give, like, I don't even know who half these motherfuckers are that you just <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like it. Just didn't fit because it wasn't God. It wasn't um, God, God, Latin as we thought it was gonna be, or Angela Bassett. But that was one thing was that I didn't get the music I wanted. We didn't get Angela Bassett. No. I'm pretty sure I can say, as, as the whole yeah. time here, like y'all introduced us to Angela Bassett, had all of us running around trying to collect our weeds and scalps and stuff <laughs> like that, and then y'all sit there and give us a week. Like that's like that's like leaving us a week without treatment. You know what I'm saying? Right. True. <laughs> So overall, what did y'all think of the episode? Mm. Um, um, <laughs> a lot of ups. No, I mean, really, uh, I think I don't know if it was the last podcast, but in one of the podcasts, a lot of stuff that happened in this episode, Mark, you predicted already for the most part. Um, a lot of stuff that was going on with the wife. I mean, because we pretty much. Piece it together. I think it was in our last um, American Horror Story podcast that after she kind of ran into her son, we knew she was going to go head over heels. We knew she was going to do anything to try to be with her, you know, her beloved son again. So that was pretty much a given. Um, everything that was kind of going on with uh, who is the architect of the hotel again? The creator of the hotel? James March. James March. Like him and his round table of like, you know, serial killers and murderers or whatever. That was kind of dope because a lot of, you know, those are supposed to be like actual, you know, serial killers like from, you know, from reality, I guess you could say. But right. but that whole that whole scene was pretty dope, but it but it also kind of reconfirmed that, you know, once again, these are all ghosts and, you know, they're pretty much 
haunting the hotel for whatever reason. Um, so, I mean, it was a lot of stuff that we already pretty much predicted, just kind of further, you know, I guess you could say played out or just, you know, further extended, you know, for us to kind of see as viewers. But, I mean, it was, it was, it needed some Angela Bassett at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. that was the thing. Yeah. It just needed some Angela Bassett because it just, it's just, it just kind of felt like, you know, a solid episode, but nothing really stood out, you know? So, yeah. Mac, what do yeah. you think? Yeah, same deal. I mean, like, I I appreciated the Devil's Night thing. Um, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, uh, right. the Night Stalker. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, they're real people, and I, I've actually studied them myself in school and such. So, like, for the m- most part, I found it convincing enough. But at the same time, I was kind of a, a little bored. <laughs> I mean, after... Like, I just didn't feel like it needed an entire episode. Like, it could have been a side story if there was just more stuff happening. I don't know. I just didn't think it deserved an entire episode. But um, I thought the scene where the mother brought the uh, son home mm-hmm. and he knew some shit was happening, I guess it was kind of suspenseful, even though even that was predictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it was moody. As always. <laughs> As always. Hey, that's all I can really say about it. Had a very nice, dark atmosphere. But as far as the story is concerned, it was pretty lame. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't really feel like it really went anywhere, you know? Yeah. It was just, just kind of, you know, in that very neutral position. Like, it didn't really right. give us anything. I mean, I guess outside of now, officially, I guess Alex um, is one of the mortal vampires or whatnot. Um, right. So that's that's kind of a game changer, you know. Yeah. Um, and also, just real quick, um, the more and more I watch this show, like I've just kind of given up on these characters using logic in terms of like getting law enforcement or the police involved before they right. confront a hotel full of murderers. Because it's like <laughs> exactly. every time there's a situation, like I mean, especially with Alex, it's like okay, so you found your son. You bring her back home. You don't. I'm, I'm assuming she didn't contact anyone or whatever. Right. Uh, he he looks different. We can say that much, right? He looks different. And I mean, after he basically, I don't know, murders your dog, you know, for what like sucks the blood out of out of the you know the you know the house, the family dog or whatnot. Instead of you like going to the police or going to the hospital or getting him checked out, you go back to the hotel where you found him, which. I would assume that would have been the last place you would have went to. You know what I'm saying? Because this, this is yeah. where your son was like miraculously found. So once again, it's like, does anyone use just basic common sense? And like, you know what? Before I run up in this hotel that's probably full of murderers, let me have like, you know, some police backup. I don't know, some, you know. But yeah. again, I mean, I yeah. guess it's not part of the, you know, the, you know, the American Horror Story Hotel universe or whatever. Yeah, I would think that, yeah. Obviously, you have to suspend your disbelief on that. That, you know, wouldn't the first thing be to take him to the police station, file like my son has been found, right? You know, like let me find the people who kidnapped him and bring them to justice, like any normal mother would do. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I I agree with both of y'all because I was gonna bring it up. Um, 
you know, just a quick recap, Alex did find I just thought it was so damn abrupt, you know, because the last time we saw Alex and when she saw Holden, she just sat down and um she did like she just you just saw her with to see him and then see them walking through the front door like yeah, I saw you. You 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 walked away from me, and now just come on home. We're gonna talk about your home, and just like I'm like the fuck. She didn't go. She didn't call her husband. She didn't call her mama. Somebody be like, yo, I found Holden. Come see, I found Holden. And yeah, she just brought him in, and I mean the kid was all. I mean you can see the signs. She the over the blinds. It's too bright. She closed the blinds. I'm hungry, and you know, like that's creepy because kids when they say that it's kind of a little creepy. <laughs> Even my little cousins, they look at me like I'm hungry. And I'm like, if you know what you trying to say, you know what I'm saying? So, well, I mean, you, we, me, and you both checked the refrigerator like two or three times. Nothing popped up in the mug. So, like, what are you trying to say? So, uh, I mean, with so I was just like, okay, she's like too far gone. But I think they tried to give us that. Excuse when they had her do that monologue last week. She was already far mm-hmm. gone. Like the way she talked to the mother of the um the 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 charge she's taking care of who has the um what is it called measles. Uh, measles yeah. And so he uh you know just listen how she talks to her and everything. It's like okay you just talking to them like that like that's your damn child like and she just babysitting you know what I'm saying so uh yeah. it's just so she was far gone. I'm not trying to make it like a big excuse because, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I would have ran to the cops. I was watching the Aaron's Horror 3D the other night, and it's a scene where the couple of the movie lost their daughter. Mm. And that woman was just, because she just saw her daughter go upstairs dripping wet, but so she got outside, found her daughter was drowned. Lot, the, the bottom of the story is people came, she went and got people to show them, no, my daughter was in the house, I know she was in the house, and then that. And she went, then she went crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, it can, it, so it was not a good excuse though. But yeah, so she took Holden back to the hotel, let him get into a coffin with three other kids. Mm. And then this lady guy got lingering in the damn, like shadows, like, you have, you have um, questions, I have answers. I'm like, this, mm-hmm. she can just make the simplest stuff just look so good. <laughs> and then she had to look at her face like, if you if you saw her in the alleyway, you'd probably run screaming. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. then they, she talks to her. Hey, what do y'all think about the scene when they, they, when they talk? You know what I'm saying? She, she came in with a damn gun and was like, look, mm-hmm. lady, I'm like, you came back to the hotel, so that means that you had enough, enough cognizance to pack a gun. Right. You could have sat there and got your husband, who is a cop, who could have been like, you know, look, I found, she was like, I found Holden. I, I, I know who the bitch is. I, I mean, I can go, you know, just be in the hotel. Just, I know you're here. Just be in the hotel, but nah. So, what I do y'all think about that? I kind of want to say that just off rip to kind of bring some type of logic within the mindset of some of these characters is that I believe when they step into the hotel, like when you step into that hotel, automatically you become submersed in that world, you know, like those those spirits or souls, you know, whatever, you know, your mind, your body, your spirit becomes taken over by the essence of that hotel. Because I guess that could be a way to see why these characters are so illogical once they get into that space. Because with Alex, when she was having a conversation with um, the Countess and whatnot, like, you could tell, like, she still wasn't really mentally there. I mean, who would be, you know, you just 
yeah. found a son who just got finished from killing a family dog, like, and you know, and you're tripping <laughs> out. Like, clearly, there's a lot going on. But still, she wasn't really fully there mentally at all. Even when she pulled out the gun, it was kind of like, you know, she was still kind of like, I guess, teetering and tottering between reality and fantasy or whatever. So, like, that whole scene, and just seeing how calm and relaxed and how, like, Gaga didn't give a fuck. She was like, oh, you got a gun. Should I care? Like, you know, she wasn't even bothered by it. She didn't feel threatened. And I guess, once again, like, they already know. Like, once they step into that hotel, the Countess, anybody who's been in a hotel long enough, knows that, like, these people are trapped. You know, mentally they're trapped or something. They're just trapped. So she wasn't really threatened by it. And I don't know. Like, it it, it, kind of plays in parallel with Alex's husband as well, too. You know, like, Mm -hmm. his actions now, like, you could clearly tell, like, dude, you've lost it. You know, like, you're you're already kind of, like, stuck in this purgatory within this hotel. And I think the same is happening to Alex. So, I mean, that's how I'm looking at it. Well, um... Speaking of John, uh, well, I, I want to get on John. I just want to also mention that, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, I agree with you, Chris, that, you know, this hotel is like, it sucks everybody in, and it just, like, all common sense just goes out the fucking window. Mm-hmm. And so, all I, need, all I need is John to get his uh, Rich T. Jones to come with him to the damn hotel. Let's take this here with him. <laughs> Because it's like yeah. you come to the hotel, and your ass starts sitting there believing shit that's going on around. I mean, I mean, I think that's what the whole thing they're trying to say with like um, Alex. He was talking about how John was talking about how Alex says that he's all about control and stuff like that, and you know, and he's trying to like prove that that's not the case. And I'm like, um, so you can go sleep with the first ugliest thing that comes across your damn face, right? <laughs> You don't, you know, all about control because technically, you saying that I'm not in control, I'm going to prove it is in some way saying that I'm going to take control of the situation, but it's so many words. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like, you know, it'd be one thing if he had to, like, just let's say if he'd have met the countess and then, but then that, that, that wait a minute, that's not a good excuse because you can just look at her, she can sit there and have your ass fucked for life. So, right. uh, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. It, I like the scene with John and um, Liz Taylor, yeah, and how yeah. he was like, you know, I'm gonna go have a drink, and I'm I'm gonna, because that's what the hotel has been trying to get him to do. Yeah, was have the drink. So my question to y'all is, or where the questions are, um, after he had that drink, we noticed that that's when he finds out that um, he's a guest to this damn Devil's Night dinner. Mm-hmm. And right. we'll get to what the devil's identity is in a minute, but for right now, I want to focus on just John as a person. Do you think that him becoming, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say falling, but just falling off the wagon, him becoming, um, no, succumbing to his addiction. Do you think yeah. that he became, that opened up a gateway for them to be like, okay, you are a killer of some sort? Because I'm thinking that Chris's theory is true. Mm. Or was it Chris's that? theory, or was it uh, somebody else's theory that John is the damn uh, Ten Commandment killer? 
Please oh, don't know. Yeah, that's mm. not my theory. That wasn't my theory. Actually. Oh, okay. That's the first my first hearing it. So, <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, okay. So, oh, that's the, that's the question. So, do y'all think that first y'all think that by him taking drinking taking alcohol, that was him opening up to like being on the list to come to the. Uh, um, that is a really good good point. I had never heard that theory, and it kind of plays into it because why the fuck they invite him? Yeah, uh, I mean he wasn't the victim, so was yeah. That's what I was thinking they were gonna kill him, and then they didn't even kill him. I was like, right. And all that build up and nothing, they just let him go. I ain't yeah. <laughs> That's a really good theory, though, thinking about it, because that, that is yeah. a good point. You know, they invited him to the party, a party that is basically, you know, for these historic serial killers and killers, like, why would they invite him, you know, just mm-hmm. for him to, like, witness, you know, the murder, so that actually makes a lot of sense, and um, I mean, that was probably one of the, the more doper scenes of this episode, like, like I said again, just seeing, like, these real-life killers kind of just, you know, turning up, you know, just chilling, you know, getting <laughs> a drink on or whatever, you know, that was kind of dope, yeah. in a very simplistic way. Um... You know, but, yeah, it does bring up a very valid point. Um, you know, yeah, now my mind is kind of, like, <laughs> stuck on that theory. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, if he's, a, I, go ahead, Mac, I'm sorry. Go ahead. If he's not the Ten Commandments killer, like, they see something dark in him. Like, right. I, I think they kind of mentioned that anyway. Okay. So, um, you know, but the Ten, you know, the Ten Commandments thing, it could be he could have some sort of blacking out thing. I don't know. Uh, maybe it is it's possible. Because sure. you know what, it, it would work also when you think about, well, I could be a little bit off on this, but I think in a lot of uh, of the, the murders, you know, coming from the Ten Commandment Killer or whatever, um, he's always kind of like bringing reference in um, surrounding his victims' families. Mm-hmm. Um, they have kids, and da 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 And with him being so traumatized, losing his own son, you know what I'm saying, and still dealing with all the challenges of trying to maintain a relationship afterwards, like, that could be, again, another parallel or reflection of his own inner demons, feeling like he's, you know, betrayed his family, you know, and all of this. So it actually makes a lot of sense. That could be a huge, like, spoiler, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is a theory. This is just a theory, right? This is a theory, but yeah, it sounds plausible for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't I don't know. I just feel that uh, I mean, it's a popular theory. I think somebody else brought it up saying that they thought that um, uh, it might be. I've heard it. I've read it somewhere that he might be the um, Ten Commandments killer. But I do not want them to go that route. I mean, the family's already screwed up now that Alex is now an immortal. Um, the son, one son is an immortal. The little girls are with the grandmother in horror movie standards. When you send your children out to, to the grandmother, or something like that, the one surviving child to the grandmother, I don't see the I don't see nothing good coming from that. Uh, <laughs> I think the <laughs> pet cemetery. Uh, and so uh, I don't know. So there was so let's talk about Devil's Night and its history and whatnot. Uh, but but before I get to that, I want to talk about the little story. We found out that Mrs. Evers' name is Hazel Evers. Okay. And she lost her son. He was kidnapped from behind her, similar to how Holden was snatched um, back in 1925. I didn't have time enough to go and research to see if that little case was true. 
about the kids being held in a pen and on a farm, and the ones who didn't make it were in like a um a, 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 a massive what they call them type of graves, but it's like um. It's a mass grave. I mean, a mass grave where the bones were scattered and stuff like this. So her son was dead, and she gave her son a sheet, a ghost sheet. Uh, she took a sheet and poked the holes out of it and gave it to her son and said, "This is your ghost costume." So it's kind of ironic that one, she ends up being a ghost who cleans blood out of sheets Sheets, because the blood, the 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 last thing she had of her son was his blood on the costume that he was wearing. So and so she was freaking out about that. She talked to John, and um, she actually told John that they were kindred or something like that. And um, I actually thought that uh, not Gacy, but the other one, Dahmer, was the actual the, the guy who killed the kids. And so, but I had to sit there and read read like blink my eyes a little bit because I'm thinking like, how are you gonna sit there and invite the person who killed her child? To Devil's Night, have her serve him. That's gonna be some drama later on down the line. But then I said, no, that's not you know, that's just um, Jeffrey Dahmer. So what do y'all think about Miss Eva's story? Because I thought she was gonna walk up to the murder house and I was gonna have a goddamn a conniption fit. She had. A- <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all uh, think? You go ahead, Malcolm. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was interesting for sure. I mean, um, I like the backstories in general. Uh, the little. I don't know. I, I was thinking about the uh, some of the themes of the show, where the the two ladies are talking about the costumes, and oh, I wish I had the time to do this. <laughs> so I guess that little um, what is it, humble brag? I guess that they're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm, like, oh, yeah. I only had the time to make this, and blah blah blah, whatever. Um, yeah. I think it was interesting enough. Um, it, yeah. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was still, because um, I don't know, like, seeing how uh, she's so, like, she's, she seems to be so comfortable with all these gruesome killings and murders taking place in the hotel, and I, I, I just assumed that her backstory would be a lot more sadistic, like a lot more darker, in yeah. um, which it could be a lot of, you know, missing gaps that clearly didn't show everything. Um, but to see that, you know, were really traumatized, or at least one of her, you know, more traumatizing moments was the loss of her son. I'm still thinking, like, what pushed you to the point where you decided to work in a hotel with just probably one of the most gruesome serial killers during that time? Like, what what got you to that point where you felt comfortable with that? Like, you lost your son. That was heartbreaking, but losing your son doesn't (laughs) seem to equate to, like, you know, helping a serial killer, you know, like, take tens, hundreds of lives, I don't know how many people they killed, but, like, it's just, yeah. like, I thought, like, her backstory, and they may kind of dig into this, you know, down the line, but I was kind of assuming her backstory would show something a little bit more graphic to lead her to being, like, this, you know, partner in crime with this killer, but I'm sure there's more to it, so that, it was definitely, um, you know, interesting. I guess you could say. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I I I thought I like like both of you said I like the little backstories. I like them. They keep them short and sweet. You know, not just drag them out and you'd be like, oh, what what they have to do with the rest of the season? You know, something like that. And I also like the fact that I mean, I'm not like the fact, but I'm also wondering too, Chris, what the hell drove her to the hotel? Right. Yeah. Because I'm like, yo. 
that must have made her mind just completely split. <laughs> yeah. And because I was going to go with the theory of maybe she just went there and he was killing all bad people. But no, he was killing like good Christian people. Oh, yeah. So, oh, like, yeah. What brought her to that point of being like, fuck it, kill all of them. I'll get the blood out the sheets. Right. But now let's get to Devil's Night because, like I said, I'll try oh. to keep this short and sweet. Um, Devil's Night. John Marsh's um Marches, give John Marsh's um James Marsh's um celebration on Halloween where all the serial killers, the the most prolific serial killers, excuse me, mm-hmm. come to you know dine with the master, James Marsh, which is probably H H which is probably American Horror Stories answer to H. H. Holmes, who was the um the America's first serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just I, I was for every Halloween there. Every Halloween there is a two part episode. Um, mm-hmm. for the uh, American Horror Story first season was the uh best we learned about the ghosts being able to leave their places of torment and torture and hunt and for one night of the year to go do whatever they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's how we saw Sally out in the street looking like a goddamn hooker. <laughs> out of place hooker because the bitch looks dated. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but not dated enough to the point where the dude is like, oh, she's like, what you get? What you get? What you get? And then, like, you know, so, uh, but also you had, like, probably, like, from each of their perspective, prisons or where they died at, Gacy, Dahmer. I Eileen Wadiros, who I that's the only thing I loved about the whole Devil's I think was uh Lily Rob yeah and yeah, they uglied her up oh my god but you know what was crazy about that because I was sitting there and I was like you know you know I'm always late you know recognizing these characters I'm late as hell I was sitting there I'm like wow she looks really familiar and before I even came to the whole Lily Ray thing I was like wait isn't that you know, uh, old girl from um, the film Monster, we, um, you know, Charlize Theron role, which she yeah. you know, played, you know, that serial killer or whatever. Yeah. I'm just sitting there like, you know, like, wow, like, what's like, you know, so I was I was having one of those moments where I'm like jumping back and forth to like the movie, to the show. And then I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. Bitch, that's Lily Ray too. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> she's giving like Charlize Theron like a, you know, a run for her money. Exactly. Because I mean, they ugly the fuck out of her too, but I mean, really, she was playing the hell of that role, but she's she's an incredible actress. Like, I mean, yes. every season I've seen her in, it's like, wow, like she's always, you know, a scene stealer. So she did an incredible job. A real yeah. great job. Yeah. And I was so excited to see her. And I'm like, if she does not get an Emmy nomination for this guest star role, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, because she not. did. She did. <laughs> I, I mean... Loki, real quick, real quick, because of you being, you know, uh, American Horror Story kind of like, you know, expert or whatnot. Um, the only two actresses that I can remember being nominated, you know, year after year for Emmys uh, for American Horror Story has been uh, Jessica Lane and um, the one who's playing as a junkie this season. I can't, I don't know. Sarah Paulson? Yeah, yeah. wasn't she nominated? A few seasons? I think she was nominated a couple of seasons, though, but I don't know. I don't know Jessica Lange is nominated, like, every year. Every, every year, yeah. like. It never been. <laughs> <laughs> she won the first one. She won the first one. She won the first one. Oh, okay. She won the first one. 
Chris, you gotta go back and watch Murder House because <laughs> if you don't watch that, just watch the pilot. Just watch the pilot because just the language is a mess in their episode. This one we do, like this bitch is crazy because she sat there. Uh, I I'll tell you about it later on though. It was one scene where she just sat there, just like she delivered a line and then she just did. So it was just like this. This is gonna be a crazy ass show. <laughs> just the language, like it, I just don't give a shit about. So, uh, but she did it with a lot of. Let's say it like this. She does. She threw a lot of shade. She had a lot of yeah. lines. That's why her ass is like a gay icon for like, <laughs> like, like young gay white dudes. So like, cause she was giving it to him. But uh, no, I think Sarah Poss was nominated for at least a couple of them. I'm, yeah. I could be wrong. Best yeah. believe somebody's gonna uh, say something in our comment section, which we'll be glad for y'all to do. You know, just comment all the time <laughs> on our comment section. Yeah. Share your theories, and I need to go back and check some of them. I, I, if I haven't, don't feel bad. It's just, uh, it's just be a lot of stuff going on. I know if you guys write to us, I would be glad to uh, answer your comments on YouTube and whatnot. But um, Devil's Night, you had the Night Stalker, you had Jeffrey Dahmer, you had John Wayne Gacy, um, which was ironic because John Wayne Gacy, the guy who played John Wayne Gacy, played uh, Twisted the Clown last year. Mm. So I'm like, y'all just love seeing him in Clown, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> He, he he played a good he, he did a damn good job. Uh, yeah. I forgot his name because he's in a lot of stuff. He's like in a lot of stuff for like Will Ferrell and them. So uh, I know he's one of the anchormen. I know that. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, yeah, he 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 did a damn good job tonight as always, and it was just a pretty much it reminded me of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. It was the table scene, the end, the red river, oh, like. Yeah. They had the, the dude standing there, and they're doing all this crazy stuff, and they're sitting there talking to him about, like, pretty much this champing murdering, murders. And they were talking about how, you know, I guess there's a message in there because they're saying that, you know, we are celebrities, technically. We're the Mount Rushmore of murderers, of, Amer- of, uh, of American murderers, because um, we have books written about us. We have um, movies made about us. And he has a he had a point, and Evan Peters really reveled in their role tonight because he would just eat it all up. And I I mean, but I mean, is the question to uh, to y'all is like, what is? I think I guess what um, Ryan Murphy's trying to um, ask. Cause I'm gonna get to what Ryan Murphy's little ilks toward the end of the uh, podcast of the podcast. What is our obsession with serial killers? Could you go first? <laughs> oh wow, really? <laughs> no. Um, um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, like even with this show, like um, this is this is like at least especially this season. Like I've been very cautious of who I decide to recommend <laughs> this to. You know, yes. because yeah. um, I mean, like I've outside of um you know, the first season, like, I've seen pretty much every season of American Horror Story, and this has to be one of the most gruesome seasons so far. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, especially the, the the episode, I think it was episode two, when they did the backstory on, um, you know who I'm talking about? James March. Mm-hmm. James, I'm never going to remember James March. And, like, I had to kind of sit there for a second. I'm like, Ryan Murphy, are you going a little bit too far with this? Because, I mean, it was like, <laughs> brutal, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't know, like, I, I think it just really comes back to, like, our, our society's fascination with 
kind of like like the darkest realms of the human mind that we yes. like dare not walk into ourselves, but still yes. wonder what pushes a person to go to those points. Yes. And that's kind of like the fascination I think with just serial killers in general. I mean, it's it's, it's some it's some really twisted and fucked up shit, and some stuff that you really don't want to dive too deep into. But it is kind of like what pushes a person to become that sadistic, you know, um, to just do something that's just unspeakable, you know, like what, what pushes a person to go to that level? And with American Horror Story, like American Horror Story doesn't even really, well, at least with Hotel, they're not even really trying to humanize these characters in a lot of ways. They're not really trying to give you like, you know, like James and Marsh, like I haven't seen anything to make me feel any type of like sympathy for his character. Um, actually, he's kind of humorous, you know, in a very dark mm-hmm. and twisted way. Um, and I think, I hate to say, I think that's kind of the appeal. Like, it's one of these shows where, again, it's it's brutal, it's dark, it's twisted, um, but in some ways it's still entertaining. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I probably just dug myself into a hole because I was trying to find, like, some kind of moral compass, you know? But yeah. it's like, I mean, yeah, I think it's just, like, the fascination of, like, what pushes a person to go to such sadistic, sadistic levels um, as a human being, um, or what pushes them to become monsters, basically. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that is, yeah, I was going to say, like, I definitely had my um, my fascination with serial killers years ago. Like I said, I actually studied criminology in school because I, I found it fascinating. Mm-hmm. Sociopathy, you know, it's just, it, I think it, by, by studying what, lack of humanity is, you kind of figure out what humanity is. Mm, like, yeah. to understand what a conscience is, you study people who don't have one. Right. Mm. So, I mean, like, there is a certain fascination that, with that that I've always had. But, um, yeah, after a while, once you learn the details, like, yeah, I, it, it does wear on you. Like, oh, I'm good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, there is so much gore to the point where I'm like, you know, I kind of, I'm not the type who multitasks yeah. while I'm watching a show, but on this show, I kind of feel like I need to be not so drawn in because it's, yeah. it can bring me down. Like, it's just so, yeah. you know, like, I'll get the gist of it. And, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny, like, before um, I got into the episode, um, I was watching something that was a little bit more horrifying, which was the oh. GOP debate. <laughs> debate so I mean that was truly terrifying. So no, yeah, no, the idea, yeah, like Ben Carson or Donald yeah. Trump as president. No, what scared me tonight was um, Ben Carson's wife singing the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, oh, really? Have you not seen it? Oh, I'm that? sorry. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get to we're gonna get back to it. You're talking about blood, guts, and tears. They brought out blood, guts, and tears because I almost wanted to cry hearing it. Like it's like a belly cat. But uh, so, that is the scariest thing I've seen all week. I yeah. sat up there the whole tour tonight yeah. because the whole Dahmer thing. And the thing is, a dinner of serial killers, and this was the least bloody episode. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. And I was like, um. Because I was just so sure they were going to sit there. They, they stabbed the hell out of that dude um, Sally brought in, which I was trying to figure out what was the point. Why was she, she invited? I mean, she just broke. She crashed the party and gave him a sacrifice. So <laughs> I wonder what was up with that. So, but um, it pretty much, the, it was just a celebration of the killers. But I was kind of wanting more. 
out of yeah. this Halloween episode. I'm hoping next week is a part two. But then they usually tell you to be continued right, or something like this. So this seemed like a, a self-contained story. And mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed in it. However, um, let me say like this. I felt that last year's Halloween story was way better than this one. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, because you had the whole um, Edward Mondrake um, story. Yeah, that was super then, creepy. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, I couldn't even remember for a second the dude who had the 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 face on the back of his head, right? Who was mm-hmm. actually the who was actually John Lowe? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. So I was like, it's it's amazing how much can change in a year and stuff like right, that. Right, right, I wasn't right. really feeling last year's episode because. Jessica Lane's son, Lana Del Rey, is God, uh, Gods and Monsters, and I was just in my bed, just like convulsing. It's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> even though it sounded horrible, but it was just still, it was just like, just she gave it so much. I don't know. Anyway, back to the storyline I was going on tonight. Um, Sally comes in, gives him a sacrifice. They start stabbing him, but John is awakened out of the whole, I guess he's sent back to the real world where Sally's waiting for him. And she kind of played like a. You know, Jekyll and Hyde move on him because first she was sitting there watching him do it. Then she was like, "John, wake up! What are you doing? You were just sitting here screaming, and you know it's, you're crying. Have you had a drink?" It was like she's like, <laughs> like she's like, "I'm finna, yeah. I just need you to get just feed into your addiction so I can have you. So I want to know what's going on with Sally with it. What do y'all think about that?" Hmm. Mm, I'm passing this over to you, to you, Mal, because I don't really I'm remember. Not- this. <laughs> I'm okay. not exactly sure. Like that, you know. Honestly, a lot of the things that happen, especially with like the ghosts and stuff, is confusing to me. That's just sad to be honest. Okay, so I'm a little confused. I'll be honest. I don't know. Okay. okay. Well, I guess they want to leave everybody confused and stuff. But um, but I guess I could just wrap up the Devil's Night um storyline. Was like you know, they just what is one last question that hmm. tuxedo that John not that um, John Lowe put on. It said Liz, and we all know that the Countess's um, nickname is Liz. No, 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 God damn it. Okay. Liz Taylor gave him that. Um, I, I just my own question. Liz Taylor gave oh. him that um, <laughs> yeah, tuxedo. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, they kept saying when the show was getting ready to come on, they said the Countess's real name is Elizabeth. So I'm thinking, like, why would, Liz, why would Elizabeth um, give him? A test to go to the damn devil's night and she herself not show up, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting to see those two worlds clash. And I'm pretty sure they're gonna clash once John finds out that Alex is now an immortal. <laughs> and they look bad in the real world. Let's just let's just jump into the, the this next week's episode um the preview. Did y'all get a chance to catch mm-hmm. that preview? Mm-hmm. All I saw was Angela Bass, and I was so I was a little, <laughs> all I needed in this episode. That's all I need in the next episode. So I'm there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw a lot of Angela Bass, which I was excited about. Uh, but they also showed the two new. Um, I call them vamps. I'm gonna say vamps. The two new vamps, who was Alex and um, Iris. Iris uh, and Alex both look horrible. Whereas <laughs> the next time we saw, uh, hell, Angela Bassett. But then again, we didn't see her in the transition period. So it might be the transition period, though. But hell, um, what's his face? Um, Donovan? Or is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Tristan. Tristan. I'm thinking, I'm thinking yeah. of Tristan. Tristan was looking like, yeah, 
I still, this is nice, yeah. And it was like within like a night or so, you know what I'm saying? So I'm right. thinking like, they still transitioning? I'm like, damn. Because <laughs> like, that girl was like, uh, uh, she was a patient. She looked like she was about to rip her throat out, but like her hair, but her lips were pasty and uh, cracked and she like a damn crackhead. So like, okay. And then we had Angela Bassett who's gonna like they finna attack the hotel. And I cannot wait to see what the fuck they have up their sleeve. And yeah. I, I, I last week's episode looks crazy, especially with uh I think it's still a Halloween episode because Lady Gaga and um um Finn Whitrock's characters, they are still there in costume, unless they're yeah. going to the costume part. So I'm thinking it's still well, Halloween. I mean, it could be in the costume, but then again, I mean, this is Lady Gaga. So, I mean, True. you know, her, her dress, I mean, even on this show, her dress attire is pretty extravagant. So, but yeah, I mean, they definitely kind of gave um, a little bit of a, a sample of, I guess, Angela Bass's plan. They're mm-hmm. going to use Iris as kind of like, I don't know, the mole or the spy or something. And like I like I like when um what's what's Iris' son name again? Um uh, oh 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 what the boy name? Donovan it is Donovan. It is Donovan, 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 Donovan. And he was like uh, she was like, I forgot Iris said something like, I don't know if this is gonna work. And he was like, you know, it's gonna work because the council never never notices you at all. So I was like, that was just some hard shade, but I mean hey. Okay. <laughs> And then she noticed her. So, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. It was like, she turned around. She looked all of her face like, you look like something's wrong with you. Right. Like, <laughs> she gets sniffed it out. I mean, come on. She yeah. sniffs people out. Like, oh, I can't wait to see next week. I'm yeah. Next week, I'm stuff, like, oh, I'm, I'm generally like, somebody asked me tonight, like, I got my life tonight. I'm like, it was okay, you know, but next week's episode is going to be stupid <laughs> crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 It's gonna be a viewing party and whatnot, but uh, I enjoyed the episode, but not as much as the first three because the first mm-hmm. three I could sit and watch on loop while I play <laughs> Tetris and eating like um, gumballs and shit like that <laughs> all day long, and with the, you know just sit there and just watch it, have it on the background some shit like that. But um, so, do y'all have any uh, other questions, comments? You know, Malcolm, you, you want to go or? Well, I'm thinking. I guess I, I'm I, 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 I'm not exactly sure what to say. Like I, I was not a fan of this particular episode, mm-hmm. but definitely like going forward. I mean, you know, you gotta have your transitions episodes. It's not bad. Right. It's just like I guess the other ones are so good, and I guess the letdown that Angela Bassett wasn't there. You know. <laughs> they could have had something. They could have had a side story, like her planning something, you know, just like two seconds, two minutes. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, but, I, if I could, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm done. I'm done. I, I was like, if I could, you know, one of my biggest critiques, and one, one thing I hope they really kind of smooth out as the season kind of goes forward is that, especially in this episode, like, even though there wasn't a whole lot going on in terms of like plot development, it still felt like it was too much going on. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> it's it's so many I don't say it's so many storylines, but there's this weird kind of like like unattached vibe that I feel with kind of like the logic of the show. Like how these characters like are like in this hotel and they're seeing like like 
when they kind of opened the episode up with um, the detective seeing blood kind of coming out his walls, and he runs upstairs, and he, you know, he speaks to uh, the house, you know, the hotel maid or whatever, and they have this conversation, right. but it's like, once again, like, why are you still here? Like, Right, Why exactly. are you here? Like, this I mean, is when you do <laughs> yeah, You know what I'm saying? And I've seen that over and over again. Like, yeah. You're still here. And like it's crazy because he's still like it's clearly active in the real world. He still is working at his job, his next job, you know, he still has his partner. And it's like I I I'm still trying to understand like how are these characters functioning outside of this hotel? You know, especially the ones who haven't become permanent residents or whatever. Um, so, I'm, I'm, and I'm feeling like it's kind of going to this direction where it's like, you know, kind of like how they did the whole double nights dinner or whatever, where it's like, I'm like, I'm getting this vibe kind of going with my theory earlier. It's just that once you step into this hotel, like your your soul is already taken. You are you automatically become immersed into that universe you can't escape it regardless like you you can't because it's kind of like the countess like when the countess looks at someone automatically they become mesmerized automatically they're entranced by the countess like they can't escape her her aura you know so i'm kind of feeling like that's the reason why these characters are seeing all this insane shit happen but at the end of the day they don't do anything logical to stop it um but but i'm hoping like in future episodes like it starts to make more sense on a general level. Cause I feel like for you to kind of get that, like if you're a viewer, you have to kind of like, you know, go below the surface level. But I know for a lot of folks, like will somebody watching this shit for their first time, they'd be sitting up here like, why did old girl go back to the hotel? You know, <laughs> like, why did old dude just leave? Like, why are they there? You know? So I'm hoping they kind of tie that in in future episodes. Yeah. Um, so, um, for me, I just want to, like we say, Angela Bassett, more of the Countess storyline, given with no, with no, um, Tristan. I know one character that we didn't see, um, who I'm just thinking, like, why is he even being open credits? Um, <laughs> Will Drake. I'm like, you know, because I'm not, my, this has been my only pet peeve with American Horror Story, all iterations of it. They would give somebody who does not have, more, they probably are in like a, a handful of episodes, a couple of episodes the entire season. Mm-hmm. They'll be the opening credits and they give somebody else who is like the mainstay special guest star. Because like when that irritated the fuck out of me during season, during the coven, when you just gave, you just sat there and advertised the whole entire world. We giving you Angela Bassett, Jessica Lane, and Kathy Bates. We giving you a triumvirate of bitches, of divas. Mm-hmm. And then I sit there say with Kathy Bates and Jessica Lane. Special guest star Angela Bassett. What the fuck? Right, right. She gave you the audience that you have now because Marina Vole. Oh my god, I'm surprised she didn't get a damn not damn Emmy for that damn role. Marina Vole. That was everything. And so I'm like, Shane Jackson, you are not even in this damn episode. You haven't been in a few (laughs) of these episodes. You come in, you walk out. That's if you are in the episode. Right. (laughs) a special guest star tag. You don't need to be in there like the main cast. So <laughs> I'm like, but it's not a big deal. But it just that has always been a pet peeve with me because I, and I know when Free Show came out, I said Angela Bassett better be to get the open credits. <laughs> like, yeah. But then she was open credits. She was not in every episode. She was. Not she didn't appear until like episode what four? Or yeah. Three? And yeah. then she wasn't even there to be. Then toward the end, 
when all the freaks started like dying off, and then right. she comes, she comes to the forefront after Iris. I'm not Iris, but um, the bearded lady dies. So I'm like, okay, uh, but by then I'm like, we know that you just got an extra titty and just a enlarged clit. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> we know you're trying to be the you 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 the ruthless one of all of them to make sure that everybody. But I'm like, y'all need to work on that. But <laughs> one last thing I want to mention, and I'm let it go. Um, the whole concept of the mothers losing, the, the parents losing their kids. Mm-hmm. I honestly God think that Ryan Murphy is trying to say something about neglectful parents and stuff like that because he did <laughs> his childhood given the fact that his mom and dad, no, his dad uh, would wake him up in the middle of the night and have him come into the six and seven years old, have him come into the kitchen and sit there and stare across from him. Why are you not like me? I need to understand that. He will do that all the time. Why are you not like me? I was a you know, a quarterback in high school. I was this and I was there. Why are you you and why are you not me? And, you know, and then when they found out that uh, Ryan Murphy had a 20 some odd year old boyfriend when he was like 15, 16, something like that. Wow. They sent him to conversion. I think they said they took a conversion camp or they sent him to some type of camp where, uh, no, he was away at camp and they brought him home and they grounded him and they think they, they did something. Um, He had a shitty childhood. And so, uh, <laughs> And so I'm thinking that maybe it's coming, it's showing in uh, American Horror Story Hotel. What do y'all think? Just based on what I just told y'all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I, we probably get more into it next week, but y'all, that's pretty much all we have for tonight. Uh, again, I'm pretty sure we can be all like like balls in the goddamn gym. <laughs> all of them just flying all across the place with Andrew Bats coming to the scene. <laughs> Post note, y'all go ahead get y'all just get your get your linchpins tight so your so your scouts won't be flying off next week because she gonna come in. Andrew <laughs> Bats sitting there saying they ain't ready for me next week. They ain't ready for me next week. They thought I was fucking crazy last week. They ain't ready for me next week. I had to give them a pass. Just, just real quick, um, my mom caught the end of uh, last week episode the whole. Gaga, Angela Bassett, you know, smashing Kitty Cat. <laughs> she is so over it. She's so over this show. She's over Angela Bassett. Oh, She's ready to fucking just, like, I don't know, like, just rip the white skin off of Lady Gaga. Like, she is over it. She is so yeah. over it. And she, because she loves Angela Bassett. She's loved, like, she used to have been a big fan of, like, Asylum and Coven and, you know, Circus mm. or whatever. But she was like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I cannot, like, <laughs> you know. There's <laughs> a lot of people I feel like, you know, yeah. we got a life, but I'm sure there's a lot of like hardcore Angela Bassett fans who are like, I, I don't know if they know how to feel about that whole scene. That was so, that was everything. Yeah. It was, yeah. but I'm going to ask y'all this, and I'm, gonna let it, I'm serious this time, let it go. Which was worse, the Angela Bassett Lady Gaga scene or the Famke Johnson uh, Viola Davis scene on How to Get Away with Murder? Now, which one was worse? Mm-hmm. I thought the How to Get Away with Murder was worse. <laughs> And I don't mean that in like saying it was nasty or anything like that. I mean just like how much they got away with it. And it's kind of ironic yeah. that they are on a net a network, yeah. a broadcast network. And FX was like, you know, we're gonna we gonna calm it down a little bit. But kind of bitch Angela Bassett and look at what Angela Bassett hit on. Lady Gaga right. hit on a, like a, a string. And Angela Bassett hit on um, a nightgown, like one of those long nightgowns your mom used to wear back in the day when she was and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, at least she didn't get too crazy. But yeah. you know, yeah. they don't they don't want about touching their they, uh, African queens. Now, <laughs> 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 
I was thinking the Viola Davis scene. Like, I, it was nothing about Viola Davis being bisexual and making out with a woman. I thought that was awesome because that makes Viola Davis one of the few women of color, especially one of the few black women uh, in a primetime series who's like openly bisexual and is the lead of the series. See, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty awesome. But it was just that seeing Viola Davis kind of like tongue down. Jean Grey, Dark Phoenix, whatever the actress name is. That's what threw me off. I was like, I, for me, Violet Davis is a woman who's, or Annalise is a woman who's been through a lot of shit. So I, I, for me, like, if she was with someone like, um, what's, um, is her name Alfre Witter? Witter, yeah. Like, Alfre Witter, her, like, I mean, I mean, maybe I'm being, you know, very kind of basic with it, but I, I, I could see, I could see her being with a woman who could really understand like the struggle, I think I said this before, the struggle of removing your makeup, taking off your wig, <laughs> and then showing your white husband a picture of his penis on a white girl phone. Like, she needs to be with somebody who understands that struggle. And I didn't feel like, you know, Jean Grey or whatever really caught that. But then again, I mean, there's a lot more to that story than what they yeah. showed in the two episodes. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, that, that was from a different time in her life, too. So I don't know, like, yeah. you know, that was like a they said they hadn't even talked for, what, 10, 15 years or something. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed re- reasonable, but I, I, it's funny that you were talking about how your mom saw American Horror Story. My, my mom saw that. She was done. She was like, I can't. TV is I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I, I wanted to. I tried so hard. <laughs> I don't think my mom was even going to even just glance at American Horror Story. <laughs> She, all she heard was American Horror. I'm not watching this shit. I'm not watching this shit. Yeah, but like, you know what? No matter what anybody want to say about Angela Bassett doing that scene, she looked damn good doing it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Did. Like, I mean, she is killing the game. So, I mean, be pressed. <laughs> but she, be pressed. <laughs> she killing it, though. Be yeah. very pressed. But um, <laughs> I think that's all we have for tonight, y'all. Um, pretty much, as we say, Catch us on the M3 Entertainment Hangout, which is every Friday night um, at 9 p.m. 8 p.m. Central. Um, or you can catch us on every two every Sunday, excuse me, every Sunday at um, 2 p.m. 1 p.m. Central for the regular M- uh, male media mind hangout. And then whenever Empire comes back, um, catch us for the M3, M3 Entertainment Empire Bearcast as well. And we probably be doing a Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, oh, babe. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. But we will probably be doing a, a Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> I just want to say, so now before we end this podcast, picture, remove Angela Bassett from that Lady Gaga scene and put in Needy Leaks. Oh, Ooh, God. Action. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You talking about folks would have been all like, oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and they would have been in a fever. Oh, Social media would have oh. exploded. They'd be like, y'all. Folks don't even watch the whole story. The memes would have been popping. What you say? We said that Needy Lee's. Um, kissing the ground with Lady Gaga, <laughs> bitch. What episode to come back on again? <laughs> okay. I think they when when they show. I'm just saying, like, 
her coming up from her coochie with her mouth dripping. Okay, that's Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that visual back. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of those. I think it was Black Swan where they did that one where she comes yes. up. And she's like, she got pussy juice all on her face. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. You got to take it. Oh shit! We gonna go. We gonna go ahead and end it. But follow us at uh, mailmediabad.com. Uh, mailmediabad on on Twitter. Um, Oh God! Get it together! <laughs> I stuck the whole visual stuck in your head, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, Instagram, <laughs> on Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, Tumblr, and Pinterest. Follow us all on all of those. Uh, and we would we glad we're happy you guys stopped in to join with us tonight. And it'll be same time next week, same bear time, same bear channel. Peace. Peace.